Satra, Amistrobin, Azarta. A day Satir Give me the power I beg of you! Awake! You are all going to die tonight. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Read it. Hi, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. This is Jennifer Lovely and I'm Rias Hall. So, Rias, what have you seen this week? Um, earlier today I watched Gaslight, uh, George Cukor movie from the 1940s, and also the origin of the term gaslighting comes from mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I um, tried to watch that recently, and I was like, this makes me upset. It made me upset, too, because I was like, woman, I know this film's in black and white, but even I can see the red flags. <laughs> and her husband is so awful. Like, he really From the is. beginning of the movie, and yeah. you're like, lady. But I think that that's why they said it in the Victorian era, was so that we would have an excuse for her not just punching him in the face. Yeah. Because she has to act <laughs> like a lady. Yes. But, yeah, I watched that. I rewatched one of my favorite comedies, which is The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks. You know, I only actually saw that for the very first time right when Jim and I started dating. Um, because I'm just not big on comedies. I know, you're not big in, into comedies. And But I loved it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It has a comedian in it named Brother Theodore, who's super obscure. But is when I was a little kid, my brother had lots of his comedy records. And I kind of grew up around Brother Theodore. Kids just don't know. They just don't know. And those comedy records and those comedy tapes. Yeah. Those were like everything. Oh my God, this such inappropriate. Like, the ones that I had, at least around me, were super, super inappropriate well, for children. Some, well, well and then on the other hand, George Carlin and Cheech and Chong. I had a lot of Cheech and Chong. I had all on the, the other Cheech hand, and Chong. had a lot of Smothers Brothers. That's yep. that's what I grew up on with Smothers yeah, they're, Brothers. They're still great. Those, and then, you can still play those for your kids. Yeah. And then and then of course there was like I remember, you know, the Eddie Murphy concerts getting played over and over and those were just raunchy as hell. Yep. And, and my, I and my loved mom Bill Cosby and he betrayed me. Me. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Bill. Oh. Your comedy was funny. Funny and wonderful and, and but you not about so families. Much. Yeah, you're just a terrible and now you person. Ruin everything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh <laughs> Uh, but my mom was also a big Richard Pryor fan, so I remember listening ah. to, uh, like, all of his old comedy yep. specials, too. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. I have actually seen quite a bit. Um, I saw Marrowbone, which is um, basically, it gives this impression of being set further back in time than it is, because mm-hmm. other than, like, one scene where they play a song, it could actually be being played, it could actually be, like, the turn of the century. Mm. Uh, basically, this mother is ill and has escaped from um you're kind of given the institution possibly a hospital no (laughs) she's really ill uh her husband was really abusive or but it come in very 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 abusive and um she kind of runs off with the children and they're in this house that is her old family home that was called marrowbone and um she knows she's passing and she tells the oldest boy to keep it a secret that she's died 
until he turns 21 because then he can take right uh, custody of the house of the house and the and the kids and um how wacky hijinks ensue in the house and it starts out like supernatural wacky hijinks yes oh okay and uh you don't know if it's supernatural or if somebody's there or what is going on uh, and max is meow yes max has a lot to say about this movie and he apparently liked it <laughs> thank goodness he did because i was just all over fairly disappointed with it but it was it was interesting it looked neat <laughs> And it just, it was like, eh. Um, saw The Endless, which I it's from the uh, writer-director team that did Resolution and also Spring. And uh, I just absolutely loved it. I, I think... loved it. Endless was what gave, the, the Endless movie is what inspired us to do the subject of this week's podcast. Which we haven't said. Um was a surprise. <laughs> uh, but really enjoyed it and... I just, I cannot wait to see what they keep doing. You yeah, know, they're doing amazing stuff. Stuff, yeah. And it's original and... Creepy. Creepy and wonderful. Yeah. I've loved everything. Yeah, I like them a lot. So, um, showed Tekla Jurassic Park. Um, and Jim and I went and saw Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom, which was fun and silly. Sure. And had a short amount of Jeff Goldblum in it, which is really all I need. I just, I, I need a moment of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you just Goldblum. need a moment. <laughs> a moment of Jeff Goldblum or a moment with Jeff Goldblum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched a show on Hulu called Harlots. It's... I keep getting that, uh... It, it's... It's about two brothels who are kind of competing in business, but it's set in like 1760s or 1770s. Yeah. So there's lots of giant wigs and awesome dresses. <laughs> and if you're a person who likes wigs and dresses shows, I highly recommend it. It's be all for you. It's enjoyable, but it's not <laughs> particularly memorable. Aww. Have and you... it does that thing where they do in period melodramas that they think is cool now, because they did it in The Nick and a few other things, where they use, like, modern rock music. To, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a, where they use a score with a lot of electric guitar in it, and it's... I find it jarring and funny. Yeah. But I don't... Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you... Did you watch any more of Dietland? I am... Caught up on Dietland, and oh my god, it's so good. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to get on that. It's so good. Um, part of what also kind of uh, prompted our podcast <laughs> theme for tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. Max is feeling very, very mouthy. He's just tonight. a mouthy cat. What? What? <laughs> um, I've also been watching, uh, continuing to watch season two of Legion. Um, mm -hmm. And it's one of those. <laughs> Did you want to come here? Max is our special guest on this week's yes. on this episode. Um, he is a large black cat with a lot of opinions about film. Yes. <laughs> uh, watching season two of Legion, and we laughed ourselves silly at the opening where it said, "Apparently on Legion." <laughs> oh dear because it's it's <laughs> right it's so uh it's... you can't rely on anything that yeah. you're seeing 
and everybody's an unreliable narrator. See, and that's the kind of stuff that I usually dislike. Okay. See, I I love it. <laughs> and I've I've slowly, you know, I, I need to realize that I can't show those, you know, your reality is subjective movies when Jill is like in town by herself. <sighs> I don't think but I'm still fine-tuning my, like... We'll, we'll talk about this offline. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, I've been watching um, season two of Legion, which I just wholeheartedly recommend. It is it is uh, mutants do Hannibal. It is just... It's, All right. It's wonderful. And the music that they use is just amazing. All and right. I'll watch the first season. And see what you think about and it. And then the complaining will begin. <laughs> Um, and then I am still slowly working my way through uh, Counterpart, which is a Showtime series. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, it's got J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah. I love J.K. Simmons. He's amazing. He is amazing. He is so good. Um, I mean, Oz. I never watched that. You probably shouldn't. I probably should It's shouldn't. super <laughs> violent and lots of abuse. And he is the most horrible, white supremacist, oh. awful person. He's like the most awful character I've ever seen on film. And Oof, I ouch. seek out awful characters. Yeah. And then the next thing I see him in is like Whip It or something where he's like the loving father. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, it was Spider-Man because he was J. Jonah Jameson. And yeah. I was worried that he was going to pull down Spider-Man's pants and brand a swastika into his butt. Because <laughs> he does that to the character on the <laughs> And I was like, don't go don't there. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> and lastly, um, I saw uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, I've heard that is super fun. It was so much fun. And Ant yeah, I'm Ant looking forward to that one. Is by all in, intents and purposes, he is he is the Wasp's uh, uh, sidekick. And Good. It, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. And... Uh, uh, is it Pena, the 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 comic actor who? Have you seen the first Ant Man? Yeah, yeah. He's the one who gets him to do the robbery. Right. Where he I love that it, guy. That story, the story he he tells uh -huh. one of those stories again. It is just absolutely. Yeah, he's wonderful. amazing. He is so good in those movies. So, um, but yeah, so that's what we that's what I've seen recently. But you have to have seen some more other than. Well, I did see a documentary. The name of it was just a street address. And it was about how, well, it was about this doctor who had killed many children. And what happened was he was running an abortion clinic in a lower, in a low-income African-American neighborhood. And the state was so concerned that they were going to be in trouble for closing down abortion clinics because they're like, we have abortion. It's legal. I'm so, they were super stoked on it being legal. And so they just were so scared of shutting them down that they didn't inspect them. And this place that this guy ran was literally a house of horrors. It yeah. was unclean. There were, for, there were literally freezers full of dead babies. And they showed them on the documentary. Did not need to see that. Um... And then they talked about this other place that was the same state that never got inspected. And it was a Planned Parenthood. And they didn't have enough um, surgical equipment. So they were autoclaving it, but not waiting for it to finish autoclaving. Because they would just Ooh. bring it out of the autoclave. Well, it's partially sterilized and use it on someone else. 
Oh. And they and a lot of it was about how the state had dropped the ball on inspecting them. Yep. Because abortion is a taboo subject, even if it's legal. Yeah. Ugh. And so it was really fascinating, but not exactly what I wish I had watched first thing in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, good I'm morning. I'm just gonna put something on in the background while I while I clean the house. Oh my god, I'm so sad. <laughs> Have you watched anything for fun outside of depressing documentaries about? Well, I watched The Harlots. Okay. I watched The Burbs. So, yes. I own the fancy Blu-ray edition of The Burbs, and yet I just watched a crappy one on Amazon today because I couldn't <laughs> be bothered to get up. The, the, it is really, really tempting to just, yes, go with what is on anything that's yeah. streaming because it's right there. Yep. <laughs> so, um... The theme for today is, you know, um, your reality is subjective movies. It's, you know, how is your narrator it's, trustworthy? And what if your narrator is the, is the movie itself? Yeah. Yep. Um, so because the, that is a favorite of mine. And right, I like that too. I like movies where, you know... Is this really what's happening, or are they crazy? Are or... we seeing this through the viewpoint of, uh, is the person whose point of view we're seeing actually sane? Yes. Whereas you think everything's going great, and then the camera pulls back, and you're like, oh, crap. I didn't even see that coming. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, there's going to be a lot of Max tonight. Um, so I'm going to start with just an absolute favorite of mine, and that is The Innocents. Um, and it is the old, uh, um, the turn of the screw. Yep. Retelling. Um, except... I have seen it many times. I taught a class on it. I did not. Oh yeah. From yeah when your, I did yeah. my Gothic film classes, that was one of the films I taught. <sighs> Just Thursdays. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, and it's just, you are constantly guessing. And, and I think it leaves a lot open to interpretation. The one thing I am going to warn with this is it is really, really difficult to cover any of these movies and not have certain spoilers come through. This is um, going to be a spoiler-heavy episode. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing we can do about that because the point of subjective movies is that they surprise you by not being what you think they are. Yeah. So, caveat. That's just the thing. <laughs> There's going to be some spoilers after this. If that bothers you, perhaps another one of our episodes would be. Yeah, maybe more skip this you. episode. Yeah. <laughs> but here we go. So, I have just always loved The Innocence because it is. You are so uncertain as if, if she is just going mad. Is she crazy? Is there a demon? Is there a ghost? Are the children possessed, or are they just children? Or are they horrible? Um, I mean, there's... Yeah, or are they, like, murderous little monsters? Yeah, and it's just it's just beautifully acted. Oh, yeah. Uh, and especially by the children actors. They are just yeah, fantastic, usually it's something especially like the little that. boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did I send you that Kate Bush music video? You did. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> virgin, I think it's called The Virgin Kiss. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, um, but I have just, it's its just, I don't know, it's just an absolute favorite of mine. Yeah, I really love that movie. I like 
I like ghost stories. One of the movies on my list that is a ghost story that kind of works that way is The Others. Oh, yeah. Where you see this entire thing through the point of view of the family that lives in the house. Mm -hmm. And there's all this weird stuff going on. And then you find out that the weird stuff going on is a seance. And that the people doing the seance are showing up in the family's reality because the family are ghosts. Yep. That's one of those spoilers I was talking about. <laughs> but it, it was so But it's beautifully done. And it... It wasn't one of those. I, I know there's all those people out there who were like, oh, I saw that coming a mile away. And it it surprised me. I, it surprised I, me, too. So And um, and I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it a lot. Yeah. And it is a gothic. Oh, my God. The yeah, it's, set is beautiful. The just Nicole Kidman. I mean, honestly, this is the movie that I think changed the course of, of Nicole Kidman's career of Oh, I don't know. She did that movie, The Hours. Yes. Where she played, um, yeah. Yes. I just remember under, that, under heavy, heavy makeup. that she insisted on wearing a false nose so that she'd look more like Virginia Woolf. And everyone said, Nicole Kidman is so brave. So, so brave. And I was like, <laughs> she's wearing a fake nose. No. That is not a brave choice to make. <laughs> yes, she is a beautiful woman and she is slightly less beautiful in this movie. Let's applaud that. Yes. Oh, oh, the sacrifices yeah. she has made. Yeah. So that always really annoyed me, and that's why I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie because I just didn't like Nicole Kidman at that yeah. point. But, you know, it was, the, it was the point after seeing the others I was willing to see. Yeah, I agree. A lot of her, her movies that came next. And I am not a huge fan of her movies, but I think she's a really interesting person. Yes. And I think that she has made some really interesting choices. Yeah. Um, she is just crazy in the in uh, how to talk to girls at parties. Oh, my God. She plays God. this old Vivian Westwood-style punk rock tough and, chick. And absolutely fantastic and Just it. completely over the top. And it's so nice because I'm used to seeing her in restrained roles. Oh yeah, where she's quiet, or where she's where she's on the verge of breaking, or she's kind but, of an ice queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just waiting for her to to snap, but she never really does because it's yeah. this very passive aggressive yep. uh, form of attack and and guilting. And yeah, and so I really and... it was super fun to see her as just a tough punk rock chick. Yes. <laughs> so that is one of mine. It's your turn. Oh, so I. It's it's really funny because I was talking to Jim about the fact that a lot of the movies that I deem as my favorite are movies that aren't fantastic for rewatching. That they have this really gutting impact when you first watch them, but you're not going to throw them on every Saturday. And, and one of those movies was uh, Tale of Two Sisters, where I really enjoyed it. I mean, I have held that movie up for years. See, and I've never seen it. And here's the thing, when the Experience Music Project, now the Museum of Popular Culture, had this huge exhibit for horror films, mm-hmm. and I, I, I chose a lot of those films and worked with the museum for that on Oh, that's that fantastic. Um, and they had this whole list of every film featured in the thing, and I'd seen all of them except, except one, Tale of Two Sisters, and I still haven't seen it. But go ahead, spoil it for me. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> What is wonderful about it is 
there is a tale that is told again through the eyes of uh, the twin girls and midway through the film you're slapped upside the face that the reality isn't what you've been presented um, and and it takes the approach a little bit through the perspective of a bunch of the other family members. She's got a grieving father um, and um, a stepmother uh, that is um, set up to be, you know, really abusive uh -huh. and really uh, just terrible and just pokes at them and, and is just always kind of tearing them down. And it's just so well done and when it throws you for the loop it's fantastic and then there's an additional slap right at the end because even when you think that you've got everything and 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 it it is a movie and one of the things that i love with these is when they do hold up to a rewatch where you're uh -huh. just looking for signs right um and you know I kind of wish I'd seen it, you know, a little more recently than, than the last. Because, I mean, the thing yeah. is, I saw it when it first came out. So that was, like, right. yes. 2003, 2004. Yeah, I've got a couple movies on my list that I have only seen since they came out. Yeah, when they, came, when they out. came out. So I'm not going to go into too much depth on them. Yeah. I just remember them as being really amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't, yeah. You just, you don't throw them on on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday no. night. Uh, but, you know, it just, it leaves this imprint on you. And. There are, you know, that's one of the arguments I've always had with people that um, when they say a movie movie loses its power in its rewatch, and my feelings on that are that didn't change a single thing about that first moment when you saw it. Yeah. You know, that really stands for something. Of, there are some movies I can rewatch again and again, and they never lose that power. Yeah. Um, so there. So that's my movie. So what's yours? I'm going to go with a little John Carpenter film called Prince of Darkness. Have you seen Prince of Darkness? Um, I've actually shown it recently. Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> so Prince of Darkness takes place in a church where there is basically an aquarium full of evil in the basement. And the aquarium starts to leak and a bunch of mathematicians come to study it. And then things get really weird. And the thing that most strikes me about this movie is that there's this image of someone standing in front of the church in rags. Yeah. And the church is destroyed. And that keeps showing up again and again because it's like a broadcast from the future. And that element of that film freaks me out. Yeah. Um, more than the devil, more than Alice Cooper being a crazy street person who turns into a pile of cockroaches, it's that looping, it's that weird time loop that yeah. they don't know where it's coming from. Is it from the future? Is it from the past? What is it? And that, I love that. Time loops are probably my favorite device in movies like yeah. this. Um, there's a movie called The House... At the end of time. At the end of time. I really enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed that too. It's a is it Spanish? Spanish. I think it it's might Spanish, be Spanish or South, South American. American. Um, and it's about a woman who 
her young daughter disappears into her house and she goes to prison for murdering her daughter. Yeah. They never find the body, but they know she had to do it. She was the only one there. And she gets out of prison and comes back to the house and time starts happening again. Mm -hmm. And she starts figuring out what actually happened to her daughter. And it's just really good. And I love the time loop aspect of it. Yeah. That always gets me. Yeah. <laughs> Something there, I like. Yeah. Uh, I had watched it. Um, and it, it was one of those movies that I read about it somewhere. And I watched it and nobody else had seen it. So I didn't have anybody else to talk to about it. And it's really, really heartfelt. It is. Have you seen... There's another South American movie called The Baby's Room. Oh, my God. I love The Baby's Room. It's kind of the same weird thing ah! where the baby monitor looks into the baby's room and it sees things happening in there, but they're not really happening. Or maybe it's another dimension. New parents. That... New parents move into a house and they buy this uh, baby monitor that has a small video element so that they can watch the baby, which... I can tell you right now is creepy as fuck, period. You don't want to like, be doing that. It's not e good for you, not good for the baby. E e <laughs> well, it's nice to be able to just check on them, but those moments where they're, like, singing nonsense to themselves as they're falling asleep at night. Terrifying. Kind of terrifying. Oh, yeah, one time I was babysitting <laughs> a, uh, I guess he was probably about nine or ten month old baby, Cameron, <laughs> and I went into his room. Because I heard him make a noise or something, so I went in to check on him, and he just pointed his hand straight over my shoulder, pointed his finger like there was something behind me, and started screaming. Kids are horrible. <laughs> Kids are jerks. And I scooped him up out of that crib and teleported him into the living room. Yeah, don't even know how you got there. Like, it was just magic. And then, I, of course, there was nothing behind me. I think it was his first prank. Baby's first prank. <laughs> Aw, what a little... What a little what jokester. Kid. He got to sleep on the couch with me until his mom got home. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I'm trying to remember there. Yeah, a babies of are babies are creepy. They are. Hor <laughs> little horrible monsters. So yeah, Prince of Darkness was my next movie. Um and largely because of that time loop sequence. And I think there's something in it where they can't really trust mirrors. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I have not oh, seen wait. it for a while. House at the end of time. I'm like, I'm like. Oh, house. Oh, we, we. I forgot. I'm into house at the end of time. And then the baby's room, and then okay. All right. I've talked about more than five movies. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I just kind of segue. We're keeping it small. House at the of... end of time is from um, Venezuela. Okay. There we are. Um, one that I wanted to talk about that is less about you know um you know reality being subjective that sort of thing but that different people bring different projections of what they feel a story is is the fall um oh, by yeah. Tarsim Singh and also one of the most beautiful one of the most fucking amazing visually movies. stunning movies i've ever seen with lee pace being just Charming. Charming lovely. and handsome and, and wonderful. And the little girl actor that they have. Um, he yeah. filmed this over, um, I think, four years. Uh, and they built no sets for it. Basically, they just filmed it in parts of the world that were beautiful. Right. This, they used these amazing step wells in India to film it. 
It's a torso scene also directed The Cell. Which is gorgeous. If, which is gorgeous. If, if having its moments where it is not the best movie on the planet is stylistically and I, visually I, yeah, amazing. I love that movie, and I don't care if the plot is dumb. Yep, same here. <laughs> I, I, there, I, there was just, it was one of those moments where I saw the trailer, and I, I had just moved out here from Minneapolis, and I didn't drive, and so I had to walk, like, this really horrific long distance to, like, go to a movie theater that yep. was showing it, and I went and I just saw it by myself, and I was just like, this is, this yeah. is made for me. Um, yeah. Just the beautiful clothing that she was wearing, that Jennifer Lopez oh. was wearing in the different uh, yeah, dreams. Yeah, it is absolutely stunning. It's not a plot-wise, dialogue-wise, it may not be the best movie. But it's oh, kind of a dumb premise, God, it's but gorgeous. oh my God, is it worth seeing. So beautiful. So some of the beautiful... And The Fall is by the same director, but it does have a good story and a good premise. It does. Uh, basically, it's set in the 1920s, um, kind of just outside of L.A., and mm-hmm. there is a Hollywood stuntman who gets hurt doing a stunt on a horse. Right. And um, he is hospitalized. And he's fairly depressive anyway. Right. And he's got his struggles. And there's right. a little he's, girl that... He's, he's on a horse that falls off a bridge. Yep. And then there's a little girl that gets hurt. That she has a broken arm and she's also in this Because she treatment. fell off a ladder. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they've both fallen. Fallen, yeah. Yeah. And so, basically, he starts telling her stories. And this thing that's beautiful is things like um, he's telling her the story about all of these different, it's like five different kind of mythic kind of characters. There's a a thief. There's... And I love it that he describes one as an Indian, and in his mind, it's like a Native American Indian, but when she visualizes it... It's someone... It's an India Indian. Yeah. And it's just because they're telling these stories, they're imagining them. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're each imagining them... A little differently. A little bit differently. Yeah. And he's very much telling these stories to try and... Mainly, he's, you know, trying to build a rapport with her so she'll go get him drugs. Is basically what he wants, right? And he's kind of make, trying to make friends with her because he has a broken leg and she only has a broken arm, so she could sneak into the drug cabinets and he can't. And he can't, no. And it is very much about you know growing up because the little girl is is changing and and maturing as the movie goes on, and he's changing and maturing and. It's just, but it's just, it is so amazingly beautiful. Um, there are a couple of other movies that uh, Tarsim has done that I just have never loved mm. as much. No. As, um, yeah, I've watched, yeah. What is it? The, I keep thinking of, it's like the Ancients, the it's Immortals. the Immortals. It's kind Ugh. of a Clash of the Titans thing, except not as good. It's not good. I, no. I, I have I've started it like a lot of time. I've never finished it. Sorry. <laughs> well, thank but... you, because neither have I. No. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, what's your next movie? I don't know. Let me look Let... at my movie list. <laughs> so, we were talking about movies that... Oh, let me see. You know what I'm just going to bring up? Because I know it's on your... I know... Um, bring up something that's on my list. I'm going to bring you. up Mike Flanagan. 
and I'm going to bring up uh, Absentia. Absentia, and I'm going to bring up Oculus, because Mike Flanagan is really good about having your narrator be unreliable or having there be a break moment in the story that doesn't go exactly how you think it's going to. And he does, it's, it is the exact opposite of it's a twist and right. having it like fail you every time because in every See, single I one of his. I did not like Oculus at all. Oh, I really. But I loved Absentia. I love both of them. Oh, now we have to fight. Oh, <laughs> girl fight! Yay! Um, and I also loved Hush. Uh, I just also, watched Hush. I really enjoyed Hush. So he is, but he is really good about, and I think I would be sad. And I also watched that Before I Wake, that sad Oh, I really liked Before I Wake. Yeah, that was. That that, was really sad and strange and beautiful. I liked that. So mm -hmm. overall, I like his films. I just, I've seen Oculus like two or three times and it just never gets me. I love it more for the story it could be than the, perhaps the story it is. And the first time I watched it, the ending really disappointed me. But that's I've just rewritten history and said, well, that was just... The, the narrator was unreliable. So that's not really the end. <laughs> you know? Sure, that's not what happened. <laughs> Are you writing fanfic? Not yet. <laughs> I have not gone down that road yet. <laughs> I just tell my own stories in my brain. But I... Well, go ahead. Sherlock Holmes is Dr. Watson's boyfriend. They're boyfriends. <laughs> They're special friends. Because <laughs> that's what happens in fanfic. <laughs> yeah, most of it. <laughs> oh my god. The, the 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 convention conversations where they try and talk to um, the uh, Winchester brothers. As, oh, those poor boys. Those poor boys. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the actors who are the leads in Supernatural. Because supernatural yeah. fandom, those people crazy. They <laughs> are really, really crazy. They like secretly believe that the actors are, are that the actors are secretly married, and that the actors' wives are hired by the studio to appear as beards. Now, don't you think that if you were at the studio and those two actors were together, oh, you'd you be, would be all it over would be that. everywhere. That would be, that would be a so selling awesome. point. Yeah, they would. Sh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would oh be a huge God. selling point. The studio is not hiding this from you because it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, now brought to you by fan fiction. Um, <laughs> so what is, what's your next movie? Because I kind of... it time for your next movie? I think you we both kind of... You just hijacked my movie. I did. You hijacked my Absentia. Well, Absentia is a movie about a lady whose boyfriend disappears. Yep. And years have passed. And years pass, and even at the beginning, he's been missing for like fifteen years. Oh gosh, no, it's not that long, isn't it? No, it's no, like no, five years because or because it's seven years until you can have somebody. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's six or seven years that right. you can have them declared dead in absentia. Right. So he's been missing for a while, and she has to declare him dead, uh -huh. so that she can move on with her move life. Move on with her life, Period. basically. And. Um, there's this weird highway underpass. Oh my where god! Where at one point they're walking through it, and I yeah, where where you where you very briefly see the man I, I long to hug. Um. Oh, Doug Jones. Doug oh, Jones. I forgot Doug he, Jones. He was plays in that. the dad. 
the dad. You're right. He's the guy that's standing outside looking for his missing kid yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, a bunch of people go missing. Maybe this underpass is involved. Maybe it isn't. But at the end of the movie, you there's find out that it might be. an element. There yeah, is... there's alternate dimensions, maybe. And I started and stopped it a couple of times because it is a lower budget movie. And, and if that is something that stops you where it doesn't have that gloss, just get 15 minutes into the movie and it's not going to matter at all yeah. because it's well it's acted. It's a good movie. It's well acted. Well it written. It doesn't have a huge amount of special effects to go wrong. Yeah. And the special effects that it do have, that it does have, it uses wisely yeah. so that you don't see them on screen for too long. Yep. Yeah. And it's just amazingly well done. We're going to take a quick second. So I believe it is your turn to come up with a movie. Damn it. <laughs> I think we've gone through our ten movies. I think we've gone yeah. over. We have. Uh, the last one that I had on my list, um, and it, uh, anyhow, the last one I have on my list is uh, Frailty. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a movie that takes a turn. Doesn't it, though? And it is directed by Bill Paxton. Who I love. Everybody, Bill Paxton. We all and, love Bill Paxton. And and I'm so I was so upset when, when he passed. He passed. Away. Yeah, and it is a story set in Texas. Um, a, a father and his two sons, and uh, oh, and there is a killer. It's the God's Hand killer. I think is what they're right. And the it's and it disappeared for a while, and then it, it resurfaced, and this guy comes in to a sheriff. And starts telling him this. Isn't that? Am I misremembering? Yeah, I think you are. Huh. But I don't remember. <laughs> I know that it's two kids who are raised by a father who is super strict and super religious, played yep. also by Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yep. And he's always warning them about the demons. You have to, you have to fight for on Jesus' side against the demons. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he becomes a killer. Mm-hmm. Who is murdering demons? And the movie kind that of goes, humans that he says are right. He sees them as demons. Yeah, and the kid is telling a story. Yes, of his father. But I thought he was telling it as an adult to a sheriff. But anyway, it doesn't matter. There's he neither is, here nor but there. that's part of the plot twist. Okay. Oh. Well, shit. The kid has been arrested <laughs> for the murders, and uh, and he's telling the story to the sheriff of how his father. Taught him to kill demons. Yes. But isn't that the beginning? That's the beginning of the story, is it? And then it, it tells the, the story of them as children in flashback? Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, but it's fantastically it done. It is really good. It's really scary. It gives you, the viewer, the option to decide if they're crazy or if they're really killing demons. Yes. And that is actually one of my favorite parts of so many of these uh-huh. films. Is that you can take it any different way. It's like Hamlet. Yeah. Is Hamlet crazy or is he just acting crazy? I do not know. <laughs> We're going to stop while Tecla is brushing her teeth. Oh, that's just the bees. <laughs> the bees! It's very hot here in Seattle today. <laughs> and the bees are very thirsty and there's colony collapse disorder going on. So sometimes during the podcast, we take a little break, we open the door, we usually pause the recording, but we didn't this week. We let the bees come in, fly into the bathroom, and flop around in the sink till they're cooled off, and then they, and then they, they go leave. back to their eyes. They're very courteous that they're way. They're very nice bees. 
Uh, we usually edit them out. Edit them out of the podcast. <coughs> but not tonight. But not tonight. Tonight you're getting the full panoply of the animal kingdom. Max the cat. Our neighborhood's friendly bees. bees. <laughs> Did you have anything else that um I feel like it must be done. You know, I had video drum on my list, but it stars James Woods and screw that guy. Oh god, he fuck is that such fucking a dick. guy. So no. I'm sorry, David Cronenberg, you are an incredibly kind person and I love your movies. But no. Mm. You had the misfortune to work with someone who turned out to be a jerk. Oh, my God. We are going to eventually have to do problematic. Got movies we like, but then we found out the people in them were jerks. Oh, my God. That's going to be a long night. Because um, that's something that Jeff from Fanboy News Network has been really wanting. I cannot talk. Okay. The bees have stopped. Good night, bees. Good night, bees. You have fun going back to your house. Splish, splish, Um, he has talked about doing um. How do you handle how do you handle problematic media, and how do you handle right. when your your favorite stars? Exactly, like one of my favorite horror movies, The Resurrected, is an H.P. Lovecraft story, and Lovecraft was a jerk. What do you do about that? Or there's the whole situation with the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award. Oh, see, I get it. I, I get it. I, I understand. Get it. And I'm heartbroken as a Minnesotan girl right. that grew up in Laura Ingalls. But the thing is, right. I noticed that when I was reading, like, right. and I think that things that are a product of their time get to be. I a... think that they get to be a product of their time, and that we learn from them. Yes, I don't think we should censor Erase them. I, should, them I think or make we should them dis- say disappear. This is what we used to think Native Americans were like. It's completely wrong, but she didn't know. Yeah, and it's just yeah, this whole like, but it, you know, but there's also that line between, you know, I complain now when a new movie pops up and has Johnny Depp in it, and I'm like, maybe we should stop giving men who beat women jobs you know yeah i agree with that but but that i think is a completely different it is a completely different issue okay i'm sorry i mean you can still enjoy edward scissorhands i've tried yeah i didn't really enjoy it that much in the first place see i'm not at mine's mine's um uh sleepy hollow see i'm just not a tim burton fan I know I just it, lost a bunch Chris, of golf Chris, points. But... Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is the Hessian. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was, that was, but still, like, I tried to watch it, and I was just like, oh, goddamn you, Johnny Depp. <laughs> you didn't live up to the promise we had hoped you would live up to. <laughs> but, so, I really feel like, on a completely different note, when I started kind of tallying up the movies that I've seen this year, because I've been complaining, because it's like I want to find new movies right now that I'm really excited about, and I'm, I'm still not. like, I'm, I'm just digging. Well, the endless. Go see the endless. Rent the endless. Buy the endless. Yeah. Watch Resolution. It's absolutely fantastic. It kind of fits in this uh, sense of both of those movies fit in the sense of they have you the know same actors in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, same directors and. Uh, it's just absolutely fantastic in that vein of your reality is subjective. Um, yeah. 
and you know there is good stuff coming out and I know we're hitting like the summer season where we're going to start seeing some more bigger movies come out I you know what I am stupidly excited for the Meg and I I am too I blame Jim for his love of underwater schlock it's gonna be terrible I cannot (laughs) wait and you know what you and I are just gonna have to go see um uh um hereditary I know together because we're both gonna watch it we both want to watch it we might as well go see it together we're both gonna be upset we're never off work at the same time that's a stupid point, Rias. <laughs> it is, but it's true. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else that... I know, I was note. just looking through a list of upcoming horror films, and I got nothing. Aww. I was like, there is just nothing I'm excited about. They're all, like, might as well be straight-to-video Netflix nonsense. Oh, don't, don't poo-poo the straight-to-Netflix. Straight to Hush was a, was a Netflix... Original. I loved Hush. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. So I so, I, I noticed you hadn't commented on this. So <laughs> I am. I didn't hate it. It's not a movie that I have anything against. It was a perfectly serviceable slasher film. I'm just kind of tired of slasher films. Oh, I get that. I get that. That's, that's my but, opinion on Hush. No. The one thing I was going to say you didn't comment on was somebody said that, oh my God, you should completely do... Um, a video. Um, oh, yes, Vermeer Force said that. Yes. He's a famous artist. He is <laughs> fancy. But I was like, oh my gosh, we both have Shea Lounges. <laughs> I do not want to be up here on video. Okay. I'm not just... ready for that. <laughs> okay. I just thought it would be fun to, like, like, once a month we could watch a movie because things I think you're going to love, you never do. And I love talking to you about why you don't. And, and we often what have opposing. We, we, there's a lot of movies that I've really enjoyed that you have <laughs> I'm not. like, I can't stand it. And, but I love talking to you about why. So I was yeah, thinking okay. that we could, we could like once a month, or even we could just do one-off episodes. Maybe we could where, do a one-off episode. And then just, and they'll just be like 15 minute episodes where we only discuss like that one movie that came yeah. out. And, and I just, I love the idea of, of the, Siskel and Ebert, thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That would be a big thumbs. And then the ones that get like the the duo, like both of us loving it. Then that's amazing. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm willing to do a podcast of that. I just, you know, I saw a picture of myself and it upset me because I looked real fat and. I know that I do not want to be I know in these a video feels. right now. <laughs> I'm just not comfortable with myself at the moment. Perhaps That's later. okay. <laughs> I just, I am also kind of at that point because I just had um, family, uh, a family portrait and uh, an engagement photo taken. And I have not had a full body portrait taken of myself in a lot of years. And my body looks different than I thought it did. And it's not that I'm like... I think it looks lovely. See? I think you look lovely. Right. And but what other people think is not the same as what we think. <laughs> that is the problem. It is true. So I would like to do something like that because I think it would be wonderful. And I thought it would be fun. And I would I would love to dive into that in any way sure. that, that we think that that would be fun. Okay. So on that note, 
Again, if you guys out there have suggestions for themes that we can do. Yeah. Or just like top five favorites. Uh, you know, actually in that same vein, and, and I kind of hate the movie, but there is one scene in the movie I love, but it fits the theme of, of the episode tonight. And that is high fidelity and his top five, this top five, that I do love the scene in the movie store where the, the new boyfriend comes in and the, the, the nebbish store clerk grabs the, um, the, I think a telephone and an air conditioner and they beat him to death with them <laughs> where it, it's like, Oh wait, that was just a dream sequence. Yeah. And to me that was like, okay, I fucking hate all of this movie, but that, that moment, that, that moment and it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And yes, yeah, is it Tim Robbins? It's yes, yeah, Tim, Tim Robbins playing this hippie deeply insufferable. Yeah, being this he's like this Portlander esque. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe we could just hug it out and they, they beat they him, to beat him to death. And it's fantastic. <laughs> but I don't recommend the movie. But I do like it for its like top five lists of everything. All right. But I like that idea. Anyway. So anyway, till next till two weeks from now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> don't read the latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com on twitter at drtl podcast on tumblr or at facebook.com slash don't read the latin please rate us on itunes and tell your friends and themes about us we're dying to meet them. <laughs>